What's up, everybody? It's your host of Connecting the Dots podcast, Kimmy Coco. Me, Dom, and Jay Black would like to welcome you to our first episode that we have recorded in quite some time. So, you know, we are just filling our way back in. So much has been going on in our personal lives. So much has been going on in the world. So we're just going to get right into it, y'all, because we haven't been here in a while. And we, you know me, I could talk all day. <laughs> so, um, what's up, Dom? What's going on, Kim? What's up, Jay Black? Oh, I missed y'all. Oh. Like, this is our, like, go-to, talk-to. This is my get-out time. And I've been so stuck, y'all, moving. Moving, y'all... <laughs> Everybody has moved. You know how much of a hassle it is. I'm just a single person. I moved from like a loft apartment into a townhouse. And you would think that that's us. I have so much shit. So I can just imagine like people that have been living somewhere 10, 20 years when it's time to move. And I'm trying my hardest to change it to a minimalist. Mm -hmm. So I'm not buying any clothes. I'm not buying any shoes until the shit I have has holes in it or something. Because... (laughs) I'm just not going to be the person that has a, a pack, a whole bunch of stuff every time I move somewhere. Yeah. You've been house hunting. You're a newlywed still. You're still. Yeah. So how's everything going with you? Good? Everything's good. Like, you know, they said life is busy. Like, it's always something to do. So, right. You know, we have. Adulting. Yeah. Adulting is real. Like, that's something I'm telling you. Like, when we're young, we want to grow up so quick. Then you get here. It's like, man, I want to go back. <laughs> Jay Black, what's up with you? Man, it's. I'm just working, finishing the year strong. Yeah. Getting ready for next year. You know, me, everything is work for me. Yeah, I'm Jay Black is a work, work, work type <laughs> person. I ain't got no, you know. We ain't got to worry about Jay Black. No kids, no right, you living the life life. So it's just, you oh, know, yeah. I'm just trying to plant seeds. You living the moment. life life. That's what life. you're supposed to do, man. Yeah. Jay Black, he living his life right, man. The, the time comes for everything yeah, that you want, yeah. man. Like, when, it, like you know, yeah. as a young man, hey, keep that free life. You know, I had another birthday come and go. Yeah, Kim, happy birthday! Thank oh, yeah. you. There's so much going when on. When the season for Kim, new house, birthday. I know it. So, yeah, that's what's up. Oh yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, and so um, Atlanta, here we are celebrating our new mayor. Yes, we do have a new mayor, Andre Dickens. Yes, that's the man right now. He looked. I always Dre. looked for him. Dre, we got a, a mayor named. We Dre got a mayor named Dre. Yeah. They had some good memes going on. Um, congratulations, Andre Dickens. Hopefully, you know we can come across you and your campaign and have you on and talk about the future of Atlanta and what's going on. Um, he beat Felicia Moore. Yes. Um, some shit came out about Felicia Moore running her campaign. Not only did he beat her, he beat her pretty substantially. Yeah, like 60 to 30-something. Yeah, 64 to, to 30-something. Yeah. So he won by a landslide. And Felicia Moore started blaming T.I. and Isaac Hayes the third for losing. And what was that all about? <laughs> so, of course, you know, it's politics. It can get a, a little bit messy. Yeah. You know, people going back and forth. But um, And, of course, the the... the race for Atlanta mayor is always a bit heated in some kind of way, but um, earlier in the race, there were uh, rumors that Felicia Moore was going to, like, shut down uh, strip clubs and studios, or, or, or make sure that it was super hard for new ones to be open. You had to get permits and different things like that. And, of course, with Atlanta being a city full of creatives, literally like creators make yeah. the city run mm-hmm. um of course there was going to be some backlash and right so right um well a few people spoke up you know ti and, and a few other people of course because this is what they do right um and, and ideally that was only one point of the mayoral election a lot of other stuff happened so um I, I think most people just thought that it was really ironic that that's what she pointed out as to the reason that she lost you know, it's not even like it was close. Like, she lost by a, a, a lot. So, you know, to pick that one thing out is, you know, this is what went wrong. I think that's what most people were pretty shocked shocked by. And, of course, they all responded. <laughs> and so, what you call it, from what I saw, uh, even Keisha Lance Bottoms came out and had receipts on all the stuff that she voted no on, that Felicia yeah. Moore voted no on, which is mm-hmm. things that really brings money to the city. Mm-hmm. Like, entertainment brings money to the city of Atlanta. Right. And from the track record, Felicia Moore voted no on all. That was like the All Star Game. Yeah, you can go back uh, and look at all the records, like you know, and see. And so it, it, it really wasn't even much she could say, you know, to defend herself because it 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 wasn't really even lying. They just like really pulled out facts. 
I knew she was. I I, I knew she was desperate. So it's a uh, it's this event on Mondays called with the Coalition DJs. They throw. Mm-hmm. Of course, the Coalition DJs all they work in the strip clubs. Yeah. So they throw a Monday showcase where artists come perform. You know, get the critiques mm-hmm. for their music. Yeah. Right. It was after. It was like before the uh, the uh, the runoff election or whatever. She was up there speaking to them, trying to plead her case, like, no, I'm not up here to, you know, shut down the strip clubs and mm-hmm. all this, this, and that. And I'm like, now she being desperate. Right. It's like, that wasn't, if that was something that you was sincere about, like, you should have It wouldn't have gotten before. this far. Yeah. It should've, you should have did that before the runoff. Right. The thing now with her and T.I. was a while. I remember when that happened. That was way before the election. That was a while election. ago, yeah. So mm-hmm. if you was genuine about that, you would have went out and reached out to them people before you was desperate, before you really needed these people. So that was another thing that kind of was a red flag to me. Like, you know, you reaching right now. And then you look at where she lost. Like, of course, she won where we expected her to win the Buckheads, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, North Atlanta type area. But, you know, she didn't even show up to the debate in Southwest Atlanta. And, you know, I I bet she wished that she did now. Yeah, because Um, she was leaning on the Buckhead residents and the police and what have you to boost her voting. Yeah, and you can see the distinct line in, you know, if you look at the the, the voter. I saw that. Isaac like, Hayes third did put that Yeah, out. so it's kind of like when, once you look at all the facts together, like it does kind of make her look a little bit sour. Mm-hmm. Um, and she t- she basically told uh, T.I. to stay out of politics. Um, yeah, because, that was like, that sounded very. Yeah, for, for her, like, that was another thing that kind of was a red flag. Like, after she lost, of course, it was after she lost. But the way she was attacking them, like it's like, okay, you still a politician. Mm-hmm. You know? At the end of the day, you still think have, about if you yeah. got an office, you still this person, but your true colors came out after you lost, and you was, you know, it's yeah. just like, okay, you know, it's a good thing you didn't get in the office. And it must be said that, like, once again, not to start any rumors, but like, if you just put two and two together, and this is pretty much what Ti was getting at, the person who you know came out and made the allegations uh, against him is. A heavy Felicia Moore supporter. Oh, those uh, sexual assault allegations! Yeah, and wow, so, yeah, I remember that. And, and so basically, what she was saying was, "Ti, you remember was... what happened last time when you got in politics?" So it's kind of like she basically admitted to being a part of that whole allegation thing. Because like, if you guys remember, Ti actually worked for um, Keisha Lance Bottoms. Mm-hmm. She was he was on a, a committee. He and Killer Mike. Remember yeah. when she first uh-huh. got elected? I remember when they she put, put that them together. on the, that committee together, and she put them on there. So mm-hmm. he is involved in politics, whether you want him to be or not. He's a, right. a business owner. He's a philanthropist. He's mm-hmm. built homes for people and helped out a lot of folks. So you can't tell Ti not to be involved the, in politics. The comment he, really just reeked of like. Oh, what old girl told LeBron, like, shut up and dribble. Right. Like, That's you know what, what it sounded like. Yeah, so it made her look real, especially in a city like this in Atlanta. It's kind of like, you know, one, just, just putting it out there, like this, you know, Atlanta is notoriously known as a chocolate city. Like, you know, so for her to look like us and to say something like that, you know, you know, we beg people to get involved in politics and to vote and things like that. And for her to be a politician saying, like, you need to stay out of politics, like, that just, it, she it just, just showed who she else. was. Yeah. And it just proved that what everybody was saying about her was right. Well, here's some facts about Atlanta's new mayor. He'll be the 61st mayor, Andre Dickens. He's a city council member. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an advocate. While in council, Dickens championed affordable housing policies, like requiring affordable units along the Beltline. Um, he's an engineer. He studied chemical engineering at Georgia Tech and worked as an engineer for more than a decade. He's also a deacon at New Horizon Baptist Church. He teaches Sunday school. He's a business owner. Um, he was raised in Adamsville. He graduated from Mays High School. He lives in Collier Heights. Um, he's the first mayor who's lived inside the 285 belt line, belt loop, the 285 loop, since Shirley Franklin. He's a father of one 16-year-old daughter. He shares custody with his ex-wife, and they have Taco Tuesdays together. He's Bud's. And classmates far back as middle school described the mayor-elect as funny, loyal, intellectually curious, and genuine. Um, He's also a podcaster, Mm -hmm. y'all. About 10 years ago, he co-founded an internet radio talk show called Three Degrees of Separation about the connection people share and hosted about, it has a, he hosted a segment about faith. Um, 
So, yeah. He's visited six continents. He listens to Outkast before he does forums. <laughs> so we're, we love Andre Dickens. He's, he's good for Atlanta. Yeah, um, also, really another super duper excited to announce, and you guys know how stressed that I have been wondering, <laughs> Stacey is running for governor of Georgia. Yes. I, there's not been another Democrat to announce. So as it stands right now, the Republican ticket is split between Governor Brian Kemp and the other dude. Vernon Jones. Mm. And as you, if you all remember, the old president called him, the governor right now, mm-hmm. and he asked him to <laughs> turn over the election results after he also called, <coughs> excuse me, the Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. <coughs> and so Trump supporters who lead the Republican Party right now, and I was watching some um, political commentary this morning, and um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is, uh, <laughs> she's also here from Georgia. She's saying that this Trump, Trumpian, um, conservative, right wing, mm-hmm. Um, racist, troll, QAnon sector sector is actually the core of the Republican Party. They're not the yeah. fringe. They mm-hmm. are the core. Yeah. So the traditional Republicans that might have voted for Brian Kent are now, you know, the only base that he has because the QAnon, Marjorie Taylor Greene, racist, supporting the twice impeached, brought up on sexual allegation, pornography charges... <laughs> those Republicans are going to vote for Vernon Jones because Brian Kemp did not do what Trump asked him to do, mm-hmm. as they all do. Right. So the Republican ticket is split. Mm-hmm. The Democratic, like, I don't know a Democrat that would be bold, bold wasting enough money <laughs> to go against Stacey Abrams. Yeah. But I'm sure there will be one. There's always one. And if even if a Republican has to pay somebody... Mm-hmm. To split the republic, the Democratic ticket, because right now it's a clear-cut victory mm-hmm. for Stacey. Yeah, we'll have to see because Brian Kemp is not beyond cheating. We know that. Yeah, Vernon Jones has the QA nine supporters, the new Republican Party behind mm-hmm. him. So it'll be very uh, interesting, and we will keep up with it. So what do you guys think? I mean, I think everybody should, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I think that support in some kind of way. I, I think that of course. We all know how last governor's election went here in Georgia. So I think this is going to be, like, once again, a, a all eyes on Georgia type of thing. Uh, with the Republican Party in the state that it is in, uh, I think Brian Kemp does have something to worry about. Um, of right. course, I think, okay, all views are mine and mine alone. Yeah. They don't represent right. the podcast. Yeah. But, I personally think that Vernon Jones is an idiot. Like you, you know. Oh so, well, you know, it, um, yeah, I do too. <laughs> we know the position that he's in, um, and that's what makes me think that uh, Trump, who has already interfered a little bit and have, has already told people Brian Kemp's an idiot, don't vote for him. You know. Yeah, he's I been only saying think that mm-hmm. as the time grows near for the election, that's only going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And we already know that Trump has his following here, heavy in Georgia. Um, but that's what makes me think that Sonny Purdue is really gonna run on the Republican side to give a really adequate option outside of Brian Kemp. So I wouldn't be surprised. I've been hearing rumors that Sonny Purdue, you know, is going to 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 run. So we'll see. And like I said, I I think that the Democrats already know that Stacey Abrams is their best bet for winning and having power here in. Georgia, just to be frank. Yeah. Um, so, I, I think the Republicans, uh, I, I think they're running scared a little bit right now. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's a lot. That, it's a lot of questions they have to answer on how they're going to respond to, you know, everything that's go, that's been going how on. She, how she put out like what she just basically said she is running. She yeah, put that's out, it. Like, her campaign. What she's. I mean, on, how much know? does she have to? T- I mean, what was her first like? What was she standing on at first? Like, what was her first campaign? Um, expanding Medicaid, mm-hmm. um, affordable housing. I mean, basically everything that we look 
for her to do. You know, um, she she had I can go back and look but I'm not gonna say that she's diverted far away from her 2018 campaign strategy or um, issues um, and we gotta be realistic about like who Stacey Abrams is here in Georgia now she, she's I, I think the last election she did a lot of groundwork. Mm-hmm. She's a rock star now. Yeah, and she um, and that was yeah. a close election. It yeah, was real close. Like it wasn't like she it was. It a was no close, one. and then technically they cheated. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Depending on how you want to look at it, so I, I think that's why they're so afraid to see her again because they know that she's powerful. Yeah, she's she's, she's, she's raised powerful. a lot yeah. of money and she's gotten a lot. I mean, her alone changed the landscape of voting in Georgia, mm-hmm. or just Democratic voters and even Republican voters. Because mm-hmm. how many people registered to vote? Based yeah, because she did a lot during the election. Right. Not even necessarily mm-hmm. her, but I remember she didn't stop. Yeah, she, she kept working. Season. Yeah, and that kind of you know helped build her her profile or whatever. And, and I think whereas Republicans here in Georgia have notoriously been able to bank on people just not voting. Mm-hmm. Um, now that Stacey Abrams has had such a hand in mobilizing voters and uh, doing exactly what they don't want to happen, which is once again inspire people to vote and mm-hmm. inspire people to get involved in, in politics. politics. Yeah, um, you know what I'm saying. I think that that's what really scares them because they know she has an army behind her in that in that arena, and she's not only it's not just for the election. Like the people that have lived here in Georgia. Like we've literally seen firsthand the work that she's done to, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying, kind of connect the dots to, you know, be where she is right now. Was she was she behind the initiative to start getting the stadiums, like open up the vote, you know, making the the stadium voting voting polls? Yeah. So I think that um, shout out to LeBron James also. He, yeah. He, he, yeah. He a bunch of NBA players. Yeah. Young was a part of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you know what I'm saying, working hand in hand with people like Trey Young and stuff like that. Of course, I, I think she definitely helped inspire. You know, a lot of those people to look at Georgia and you know make sure we can vote at State Farm Arena mm-hmm. and any you know, ve- you know venues that are easily accessible mm-hmm. via MARTA. Because um, of course, just being honest, we've heard the horror stories of voting in Atlanta. People, you know, being in line for hours and for them shutting down yeah. um, locations that mm-hmm. are in rural areas. She really got out to rural Georgia and, right. and registered a lot of people to vote. Um, she was recently on. The Rachel Maddow show on MSNBC, and um, she said, "I believe we have the capacity to be an extraordinary place for families to grow, for people to succeed and thrive. And I think we have a failed leader, referencing the current Governor Brian Kemp, who is currently occupying the office." She said, "My mission is service. To serve people, you have to care about them. Mm-hmm. You have to care about all of them." I've shown that in three years since the last election, I've spent my time doing what I can do to serve Georgia. Abrams then pointed to her work in expanding access to COVID-19 vaccines, relieving the medical debt of roughly 108,000 people in Georgia, Arizona, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, as well as aiding in sending goods to food banks. I've tried in every way possible to serve the people of Georgia, but the best way to serve Georgia, in my estimation, is to run for governor and to take that job and do with it what we can. This is serve every Georgian and create one Georgia. In 2018, Stacey Abrams became the first black female nominee from a major party to run for governor in U.S. history. In 2018, if you remember, Brian Kemp, who's, who was the Secretary of State while also running for governor, um, ran close with Abrams in the polls through the entire race. In the end, he narrowly defeated Stacey Abrams by a 50.2 to a 48.8 margin, approximately 1.4 percentage points. So, And that was like, during that time, it was... We still had the issues with the uh, the voting machines going out. Remember that was a whole so thing yeah, and they you know also, the Russia hacking thing yeah, that, that started here. That we yeah. already had that going on here right. before they took it nationally. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to see, and I say this all the time, whether it's the Congress or the Senate, the state legislature, hackers, whatever you want to try in the country. First, they try it in the South. Mm-hmm. 
The whole thing with the abortion thing that's going on in Mississippi, they're trying to set a precedent for the entire country. Mm -hmm. They've taken it all the way to the Supreme Court. The whole thing with the with the voting machines and the da 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 that all started here. They had a whole thing right up about it. Google it today if you want to read about it. It's mm -hmm. worth reading about because it could happen to your state too. Yeah. Kennesaw State University voting machines, they found out that they were being hacked. They also found out that Brian Kemp and his campaign were covering it up. The governor, the the um, federal government asked if they could step in to investigate to help him, and he told them no. So what was he hiding? What didn't he want them to know? Yeah. And, and I'll say, once again, these are facts. You can go look all this stuff up. Like, right. You know, <laughs> it, it's, it's not like we're not telling y'all this just to tell y'all this. So, you know. And it's amazing to me how Brad Raffensperger... He's also a Republican, and he's a staunch Republican because even though those people threatened to kill him because he didn't overturn the election, he stayed true to his job. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to big him up too much because now all those voting laws that they passed to try to prevent voter fraud, when there was no voter fraud, he's been 100% behind that. Mm -hmm. He's been very quiet. So he's also up for re-election, mm -hmm. and I um, personally would not vote for him although he did stand by what he was supposed to do when he did it like you don't get a prize for doing what you're supposed to do he you, basically <laughs> was put in a rock in a hard place but he, he but now to. but now he's been behind those voting laws and if you see now he's running a, a campaign already they right. got commercials oh, on yeah. tv oh we've got new voting machines and we've got new you know we're you now you have to send a copy of your id secure election a, secure <laughs> elections they've they were always secure georgia has one of the most secure elections mm -hmm in the history of voting. Mm -hmm. So you can't take credit for that and also back the law. Right. If your boss comes and tells you, you did a great job on the on your report, you know what, we're gonna change the way we do the report. Like, you can't get credit for <laughs> right. both. Mm -hmm. So, big win, I'm not telling you who to vote for, but she's also running for um, Secretary of State, so look up her campaign and see what she's about. That's, there's just, I'm letting you know there's other options out there. She does great work right now um, with the state in, this, in the state. Google her, read about her. She's wonderful. We, we, we in the politics realm. What's y'all, we almost a year in on the, on the presidential campaign mm -hmm. or the president election. What's y'all feelings about Joe Biden and Kamala? How do y'all feel like they done to this point? And then I know once we was gone, Kamala, she was president for a minute, wasn't she? Like, well, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, on paper, because the president, whenever the sitting president has to go under general anesthesia, he has to sub submit his power to the next person just mm -hmm. temporarily until yeah. he comes to. Because at that point, he can't run the country, obviously, if he's under anesthesia. Mm -hmm. So he had his routine colonoscopy. And he had to go under general anesthesia, so for about an hour or so, she was the president. Mm -hmm. So what's y'all feeling so far, though? Like, what's um, What do y'all feel about the job they've done so far? Um, considering the shit that they came into, I, I don't really feel good or bad. I just feel like they're doing what they got to do. I don't you feel like... You think it's more, more of a cleanup year? The first yeah, year more cleanup? Yeah, I think it's a cleanup year because if you look at the, the issues... Okay, so for example, my pressing issue that I really was that was was concerned about over the last two years is COVID. Mm -hmm. When they took over from the other president's um, administration with COVID, if you guys remember, they would not do a transition. Mm -hmm. They gave them absolutely no information. As yeah. a matter of fact, they were trying to hide shit. They literally had to come in and build. They had to literally come in and research, yeah. start from scratch, like with no history, no data, to try to find out what's going on. And they took off and they ran with it and they got it under control. So for that, I'm going to give them a, ch a, a thumbs up. Immigration was also brought up as an issue. Um, some of the immigration issues that people were brought up were a, a fucking lie. Let's mm. just be honest. The immigration issues that with the Mexican border, some of those laws that Trump passed, Biden, the first day he was there, he, 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 he vetoed them. Mm -hmm. But he had to go back and fix some more because the judges were involved. So for example, like um, the return to Mexico policy, right? Mm -hmm. So if you came to seek asylum here, you could stay here until you your paperwork was approved, right? 
Trump made it so that you couldn't stay here. You had to stay there. Mm -hmm. And after you were approved, you could come. Well, when Biden first got elected, he removed that. So you can stay here while your paperwork is being. Well, a federal judge ruled that, no, you can't do that. So now he's going to have to go back and reverse it. You see what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. he's still, like we said, a cleanup mission. As far as Kamala is concerned, I mean, what does the vice president really do? Right. What yeah. vice president has have do you remember like my thing is more so like again I'm looking in regards to black people. Mm. I don't feel like nothing specifically has been done for black people. Mm. Uh, I could be missing it because I ain't gonna say I'm the one that's searching through everything. Yeah, you know I'm a headline type person when it comes to that. I can admit yeah. to that. So I haven't seen anything they done for black people. But it's like they 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 just talk about how important we are in every election. They talk yeah. about how important because we are, we and we show up and right. we get these people in. But it's like no urgency. Like, yeah, you know, we're not the majority, but we're the deciding vote. And there's basically. no urgency when it comes to helping us. Mm-hmm. So I was just, you know, I just wanted to see what the temperature was with everybody, how they feel about them. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I can't give an educated opinion. Mm-hmm. Like I say, because I don't really research it, but I don't feel like they've been helping us as much. Yeah. I think that um, I have a different perspective in the sense of, and and not to sound like a Debbie Downer, but I don't expect much from America in general. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think no matter who's been president, you know, no matter what's been happening in this country, I I think the the message of how this country feels about black people as a whole is set in stone. So for me, I get out of the mindset of, um, expectation ex- Expectation in the sense of I know we're going to have to figure this out No matter what The savior um, Looking and, for a savior yeah, and, and I'm not saying that's a position <coughs> to be in But I, I got to the point to where I'd rather depend on myself Than and Now I'm not saying I don't want help from the government Or for the people that need it But with the history of this country I'm just not one to I, I think Joe Biden's presidency To me my expectation was And it a return back to normalcy in a sense. And we know normalcy for black people in this country isn't always shiny. Mm-hmm. But on the other extreme with what we had to deal with on the other side of it, um, it, it's kind of like, I, I think we are forgetting kind of almost what this election was. I, I think a lot of us can attest to we didn't necessarily love Joe Biden. We just didn't want Trump to be president. And that's not a strike to Joe Biden. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't think he's done a, a horrible job as president. I don't think he's done a great job either. I think, once again, he's just very status quo. Um, in October, the Biden the the Biden-Harris administration released a report about the advances that they have made for equity and opportunities for black people and communities across the country. Um, one of the things that they... Um, boast on is economic opportunity for black families by signing into law the historic American Rescue Plan and implementing robust regulatory reform. President Biden has helped black Americans own and stay in homes. The ARP has expanded to wealth creation through small businesses, um, ownership in black communities, and President Biden has directed agencies to use federal contracting authority to increase its um, procurement from small disadvantaged businesses, including black-owned businesses, by 50%, um, providing immediate relief to black people and families through the American Rescue Plan, provide low- and middle-income Americans, and it's projected to cut the black child poverty rate by more than 50%. So if you realize um, what's going on, um, your tax credit that you would get at the end of the year, now there he's giving it to them monthly. Yeah, it's like $300. But, I mean, but... And he also raised the that's cool, food stamps. That's cool, but it's balancing out because it's expensive as hell outside now. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, gas is crazy. And, the, and that's the why cost I cost of living is crazy the, right now. The, the plan increased supplemental nutrition, is the SNAP benefits, the food stamp benefits, from 50, mm-hmm. by 15% in 2021. Um, also, leveraging federal procurement to narrow the racial wealth gap for black... Recognizing that the federal government spends more than $650 billion each year on purchasing goods and services, President Biden has directed agencies to use federal purchasing power to grow federal contracting. Okay, we read that already. Extending a lifeline to struggling small businesses. You know that you can go out there and you can get a loan. Ensuring black home ownership, get full ex- 
They cheering black homeowners get full value for their homes. In June, President Biden directed the launch of the first of its kind um, effort to address inequity in home appraisal. And con so you know that banks were appraising homes that were owned by black families lower. Yeah. Some of the things that President Obama did, we didn't even know he did because he did it and he didn't brag about it because we didn't know how fucked up we were getting done by banks, like mm -hmm. overdraft fees and stuff like that. Yeah. That was one of the things that President Obama did. So what President Biden is doing, um, he's got the Department of Housing and Urban Development. Um, they're developing a set of policy recommendations and actions for President Biden to redress racial bias in home appraisals. Combating housing discrimination, helping black America stay in their homes, um, providing emergency aid to cover rent. So you know that the rent assistance that was, we, we talked about this on a previous episode, that was given by the federal government to the states, that was a, a President Biden thing. After COVID, COVID relief funds were released, so you have to access that through your state. Um, black landowners, he's helping them resolve title issues. 60% of black-owned land in the South is property that passes through inheritance without a will, and the result has historically rendered owners ineligible for USDA programs. So he's going to do a new program that provides funds to assist heirs in resolving ownership of their land. That's a big thing in the South. Yeah. Um, so there's a bunch of stuff on here that you might not even know is out there, but you need to read it. Ensuring equitable education opportunity in K through 12 schools and higher education. Um, historic investment in safety to reopen schools. So, you know, they sent masks and barriers and all kind of stuff to help you go back to school um, to protect your kids from COVID. You know that we say that they've given millions of dollars to HBCUs. That's another thing that he did. Um, improving health outcomes for black communities, facing once in a century pandemic and high. So they lowered healthcare costs for millions of low and middle income, income families, black families, and invested billions to promote equitable vaccine distribution and provide critical supplies. Um, lowering healthcare costs, millions of low and middle income black families enrolled in health insurance marketplace saw their premiums lowered or eliminated so for one time if you made a certain amount of money you had to pay this but they expanded the low income so some people actually got free health care now mm. um so basically joe biden's they've done a lot so far improving black mental health the president and vice president are also committed to improving maternal health and mental health outcomes including addressing unacceptable high rates of maternal mort morality and morbidity that disproportionately impacts black mothers and families. Um, there's a whole write-up about that. FEMA, they've given money to FEMA. Criminal justice system, they are reforming law enforcement practices. In September, the Department of Justice announced a ban on use of chokeholds and car toy restraints, except where deadly force is necessary and new restrictions on no-knock warrants, implementing reforms, federal law enforcement administratively that the president had called on Congress to enact nationwide through the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Um, there's a whole write-up about that. Restore the use of consent decrees to end systematic police conduct. Improving prosecutorial guidance, prevent unduly harsh sentencing. Supporting legislation to reform racist disparities in sentencing. Executive order limiting the use of private prisons. Support for community violence intervention. So there's a bunch of stuff on here. Support for re-entry of returning citizens. Addressing domestic violent extremism. Um, there's a bunch of stuff on here, like I said, that if you don't come across it, if you're not caught up in it, if you're not, you won't even know it's there, right. and you still might know. That's why I say, like, I know I'm a hit when it comes to stuff like this. I, I do my a little bit of research, but for the most part, I'm a headline reader, and I think a lot of people are. Well, I'm gonna post this particular information on our Facebook page. So if you guys are on Facebook, um, go to Connecting the Dots, like our page. I've seen a couple of people liking it. It's just easier to put stuff like that on Facebook, Facebook because it's on Instagram. There's no way but to... But you know now uh, on Instagram, on the stories anyway, you can put links. Oh, okay. Well, I'll you add the link, link to this yeah. um, on Instagram. 
But yeah, and then we can talk about that. And, you know, some of it is, is fluffed up. You know what I'm saying? Or if you've had problems accessing any of this, let us know. You know what I'm saying? We will research it and we will find out. And also, you know, the federal government is just a piece of the puzzle. You have to hold your state accountable. Another great thing that happened in Georgia, the um, Roddy and the, the two, the father and the son that killed Ahmaud Arbery were all convicted. So um, that was a mess, that trial. Justice was served. And then the, uh, the lady is on trial now, or she's getting charged now too, ain't she? Yep. The district attorney. What was she? Yeah. The old attorney. DA, yeah. But, I mean, I, the, I saw a meme going around, like, I think it was Attorney Griggs put it up. But he was saying that uh, they didn't go to jail because it was wrong. That, was they didn't about, go to jail because they saw it. They went to jail because, because we, we saw it. it. Yeah, because remember, they had the information. Yeah, they had it. They yeah. went out of their way like to help them. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. people forget about yeah. that at the beginning. Like, you know, this was really uh, a lot of corruption going on. Like, you know, right. this young man being murdered, you know. By uh, what they call citizens arrest, they felt that that was, that was the excuse they used in, in killing him. But yeah, because it, they felt like they were a part of law enforcement. Because before this, remember there was a a law <laughs> in Georgia that you can do citizens arrest. Mm -hmm. So you know it, it, it's definitely good to see justice served there because it. it, it even the dude with the that that recorded it, man. Yeah, <laughs> he even got time. Like it's crazy, man. And I think he may, they say he may be facing some other charges Damn. also because of, you know, when, when they did the, when they confiscated their phones, they found some other stuff in his phone that he has to, <laughs> to answer for also. So, Damn. you know, you guys can research that if you want to, but you know. <laughs> he, I'm not surprised. I think it was a little bit of child pornography. If, if oh, shit. Which that. one is this? The dude uh, that recorded it. Yeah, the guy oh, Roddy? Roddy, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know they um, shut his GoFundMe down. They were trying to get, like, $300,000. They raised $700. Oh, wow. And they shut it down because you're not allowed to raise money for the defense of a person that was um, convicted of a um, violent crime. Oh, okay. Wow. That's great. Hey, how y'all feel about the... Um the debt collectors comment on y'all oh, photos. <laughs> they did. <laughs> nah, I'm saying I saw the headline that they can go to, they can reach out to you through social media, and yeah, text I've messages, seen and that, all that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah I, I I don't care. I think it's gonna be. You're gonna get rejected on yeah, any I'm platform you hit me up on. <laughs> That's what I said. They just gonna, they gonna find more ways to get told if I ain't got it. Ain't got it. Right, <laughs> right. You just gonna get more ways of me telling you no. So the rules, which um for the. Debt collectors can now use email, text, social media to seek repayment. This is on our Instagram page. If you don't mind, stop what you're doing and follow CTD underscore ATL. The rules which were approved last year by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and took effect on Tuesday addressed the use of newer communication technologies in debt collection and established record retention requirements. This means collection agencies can now utilize email, text, and social media methods to seek repayment for unpaid debts. According to Kathleen Cranger, the former CFPB director who oversaw the rule changes, the debt collection system was archaic and needed to be developed into a method that worked for consumers and industry in the modern world. Advances in technology to particular have, in particular have transformed how we communicate with cell phones, enabling us to take a call or receive the text 24 hours a day in our neighborhood or on the other side of the globe. But debt collectors and consumers have been trapped in a time warp. Oh well, you can hit me up on in, any of my three Instagram pages. And if I ain't got it, I ain't got it. I, I can see folks now making TikToks of Bill Clinton <laughs> calling them more like hitting them on social media. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's 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 I don't care. I, I, I just don't care. But yeah, to your point, Jay Black, um, the former DA who got booked on charges of obstruction in the Ahmaud Arbery case. Um, she's the ex-Glen County DA. Her name is Jackie Johnson. So read up about her and her legal woes because she wanted to cover up for the McMichaels. What, um, did what you call it already get sentenced? Who? The cat from uh, George Floyd. Yeah, he got sentenced in the end Yeah, the yeah, cop. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. I thought it was something else going on with that case. Mm, I don't know. But yeah. Um that's a lot. 
Um, we. So it's been a minute. Yeah, yeah it's been a minute. Definitely been a while. Yeah. We we just hit the tip of the iceberg, y'all. We could sit here and we could keep talking. I think our hour is about up, though. <laughs> Did y'all watch the verses? Oh. <laughs> yes, I watched it. Of course, I, I did. That's I my it. era. I didn't listen to it, but I watched it. I was looking and I thought I said, "Jay Black, is this how these people from Ohio act?" Man, Busy was up there <laughs> tripping. <laughs> did you watch it? I seen highlights. I saw the fight. No, I actually was sitting there watching it. I, I want to go back and watch it though. I set my alarm because first of all, I'm a huge Juicy J fan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all know that about most me. Most underrated. Like, I love know, Juicy great J. Ever. Yeah. I love Juicy J. Juicy J is the father of trap music. <laughs> yeah. He had Lil Wayne. He had they had Lil John. They brought this, they brought the main out. Yeah. Terrence Howard. They did. I missed <laughs> that part. Yeah, Terrence Howard came out of performance. Okay, so you know how Juicy J. The real man. You know how Juicy J's ad libs is yeah ho. Yeah. Okay, so I said yeah ho uh-huh. in the live. Instagram shut me off. Oh, dang. So I couldn't even watch the rest of it. Just like that. They shut me off for a couple of days. Ah, oh, dang. They have, that's one thing, once again, you see, like, they have no, they got robots They're culturally doing clueless, yeah. even if it is people. Right. <coughs> so, he, what they did, it's hard out here for a pimp? I don't know the songs he did. I think probably more so. It had to more be. Than likely. Yeah, I'm about to say he had some hits though on that, on that movie. <laughs> Yo, that's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, he had some hits. That's one of my favorite movies. Whoop that trick. Whoop uh, that, that trick. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that there. was my movie. That is, I watch that movie every time it comes on. It's like that baby boy. Man. <laughs> so the dude, which one is the one with the bees? I knew when the dude still had the bees at the end of his braids, we went in for trouble. Mm-hmm. Who? Oh, busy. The bone thug. Busy. Busy Bone has bees? That's the one that was fighting. No, no. The one that oh, was fighting oh, is the oh, light skin one. Oh, oh, you're talking about the brown skin. Is that that ain't crazy? That's what I don't is it? I don't know. What are they? I, if I you tell me all the names. Lazy, crazy, busy, lazy, crazy. It, it might be busy. lazy. I don't remember. Yeah, I think that's lazy. That's some Cleveland niggas though. Are they country <laughs> like that? It ain't country, just Cleveland's just different. Like, shout out to all my Cleveland people. You ever watch BMF? Y'all watch BMF? Yeah. No. So you know how they be having the memes and I shit. I don't have that. Mm-hmm. So with the different cities, yeah. The nigga Lamar, that's Cleveland. <laughs> that's a Cleveland nigga. Like just off. Them niggas is off. Them niggas is just off. <laughs> so like different. Shout out to my Cleveland people. Like you know, but y'all off. But y'all different. Oh man. That versus was the realest versus. Like they said that, that was, was like that was like a hip. That was hip hop. Like you feel that me? That was the best. I mean, everyone I say is yeah, the best. I yeah. know I do. Dipset. I feel like at first. <laughs> At first, it was the Gucci. That was hip hop too. One. <laughs> and then the Dipset versus Locks that took over as the number yeah. one. Yeah. Then this one just you feel me. <laughs> then the KRS One and K- Big Daddy. That was King. like that was like that was me. That was my yeah, era. That was yeah. like the. I think that was just like the epitome of hip hop. Like right. The actual art of hip hop. Right. Yeah. But the Dipset, the Jeezy, and the it's just the hip hop like. The, the personality Yo. Yo. What's, you know crunk ain't dead crunk ain't dead yeah. crunk, oh my god i love that song dude, dude he from memphis this dude that sings that yeah. yo i love that song and when he came out i lost it because that is my song and when he threw the water talking about gangsta boo yo but i heard I heard before the verses. See, I ain't seen none of, this, none of the back and forth before the verses, but they said Busy was kind of going at them before the verses because I guess he's super spiritual now. And he oh, because he's telling them that they name and they demonic, they worship the devil. Uh, okay, so brand and when I that. first when I first became a three six mafia fan, uh-huh. I got convicted. Uh-huh. From the Holy Spirit, <laughs> and I was like, I can't be listening to that. Like three six, really, y'all. Mm-hmm. But then I started reading and watching their interviews. Their parents are are pastors. Mm-hmm. DJ Paul's father was a pastor, and Juicy J's father was a pastor. Mm-hmm. He goes on videos and 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 and, and he thinks Jesus like he's he's a, he's he's not a devil worshiper, mm-hmm. but he recognizes the fact that people relate to. It's marketing. Horror. Yeah, like it's- all those beats mm-hmm. and all the music that the undertones of the music that mm-hmm. they use is like from horror movies, mm-hmm. and it just bangs. Mm-hmm. 
And so he took that and he ran with it. He talks about drugs. He talks about stuff. He talks about sex. He talks about having fun. Just like the rest but do of you think he does it? Like <laughs> this guy is in. It got to be fifty. He yeah. got to be damn near fifty. He looks yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah, I he might be telling y'all to do that's drugs, a, that's a lot but I don't think he's doing. Even it. when people say they were future, like <laughs> future's not. Like me personally, like these artists talk about drugs and they probably taking them. Not but like that. In order to put be a, to perform at a high level, to be mm-hmm. you can't be on drugs like that. Yeah. It's just right. impossible. Like, it's right. impossible. Right. Like, so right, I can believe that he's definitely promoting it, but he might. I, I don't think he on that. Like you say, Juicy J, he he still look young. But I also think too. Yes. That's the difference between I, I I think especially with what you do, Jay Black, and like the access that you've had to the entertainment game and what I do. Like I think that's one of the things you see real quick. What's different? What's on camera, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? What's off camera? And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't get to see that. Mm-hmm. So they do get caught up in, you the know, perception. the perceptions of, oh, 3 6 Mafia, mm-hmm. Devil Works, but stuff like that. But, like, you know what I'm saying? If you hang around Juicy J every day or you on set with him, you know how nice he is. You know how respectful he is. They you had know, a reality right? show. I don't yeah. know if you guys oh, the remember hood, the that. Hollywood. Uh, From the hood yeah. to Hollywood. Yeah. When they first won the Grammy. Yeah. 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 It so was on BT and it was actually they, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. And they, you know, they. They, they let you see, like, right. who they are. A lot of people, again, a lot of people got to understand, this is the entertainment industry. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. entertainment. And these are characters. And yeah. All they are characters. You... And, you know, mm-hmm. I think 21 Savage was saying that. He was yeah. like, man, these cops, they trying to, you know, even with hip-hop, they trying to use the lyrics against it. Mm-hmm. He said, man, look at me like Scarface. I'm Al Pacino. I'm just right. a rapper. You feel me? I'm right. just, this is the music I'm making, but that don't mean I'm living it. Mm-hmm. And it could be, but still, they, they I mean, you look at people like C-Murder. And there's some niggas that's out here really living. You look this at shit, people but. like you know what I'm saying. It's a couple of these cats that. But you are gonna find that in any arena. DMX, you, you, know like, you know what I'm saying. I, I think like once again with hip hop being such a black centric, you know what I'm saying. Mm, experience, experience. Yeah. Like once again, it's just certain connotations that come with it, and we we do see the bad side of hip hop where you know. People are out here dying or, or, or getting killed, and so like you know, that's why I always tell artists you got to be very mindful of you know what you want to do, who you want to be, what you putting out there. Yeah. The we've energy, lot, that we've energy. seen a lot of rappers like from Nipsey, from Biggie, mm-hmm. from Pop. Like they spoke a lot of shit into existence. Yeah, and then even you know, R.P. the Young Dolph. Dolph, you know, and, and, a lot of these guys be on the right path. Yeah, and, but. Shit from the past catch up. And, that shit don't leave. Right. Like, and sometimes there's a little context, like also, like because I'm from about an hour outside of Memphis, like where I grew up, and like Memphis is just a different place. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, I've like never how been. you like y'all that how, close? How, how you were talking about Cleveland? Memphis? Yeah. So uh, is Georgia? Yeah. Uh, uh, like, are you saying Cleveland Negroes? Memphis Negroes, they just different. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I love them to death. I got homies in Just Memphis like New that, Orleans. Like, yeah, but they this just, is certain. Yeah. And, and it's sad because, like, once again, like, I'm a huge Young Dolph fan. And he was. He was doing awesome stuff for the city. With the city, like, you know what I'm saying? He was on the right track. But, like, once again, once you engulfed in a certain lifestyle or you get a perception of because like Dolph was a family dude like mm-hmm. he loved his kids like, and they have a beautiful York. chocolate yeah. family you know yeah. I'm, I'm and so he's a, a strong black woman his yes. woman like she's one beautiful she got, she their kids are all beautiful all the stuff we wow. asked for out of black men like you know what I'm saying he was doing not it, saying yeah. he was perfect like we all like but like once again for what he stood for and what he stood on and it's on record you can go back and, and he, he talked about it all the time mm-hmm. but like once again in, in, in a city like Memphis Memphis not that big uh, Dolph, everybody knew Dolph, and like you seen him coming, like all his cars camouflaged, like you know what I'm saying, like he not even trying to hide, like he he like, I'm Memphis, like you know what I'm saying, like he one of them people that walk around and shouldn't have no issues with with nobody, you know what I'm saying, but it don't take nothing but somebody one person being right, it's it's don't take but one it's person like you know, right. I think is a hater, like it's sad, it's sad that it, it happened at home, like the Nip shit, Nip that that was sad because. It happened in front of everything he built. Mm-hmm. You built all this. You damn near, you know. But you know, haters. And, 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 it just, and that's why. But I you don't speak understand. stuff though. Like that's the thing about yeah. rap. And, and, like, and that's true. You like, speak stuff. That's why you know. I used to want to be a rapper. Everybody that was black wanted to be a rapper. Right. <laughs> but it gets to a point like. That's you a start, lot. You be saying stuff in raps, and sometimes you might just be playing around. You might be drunk, but you saying this shit, yeah. so you putting that shit in the atmosphere. 
So it was like, man, I kind of was like, no, nah, I don't want to be no rapper. Because I'm talking too much. And it's <laughs> amplified because of how many people hear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And life and death are in the power of the tongue. Yeah. But and like now I tell you, it's a reason hip-hop is the only genre of music where you hear people killing each other or like not yeah. saying stuff don't happen and other stuff but like it's glorified we yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so it's kind of like it gets to a point to where it, it, it's a reason why you know what i'm saying they come in the hood and they're dropping millions of, of dollars on young men like to promote like you know what i'm saying if if, if the i lifestyle hear, yeah if i hear if you from my neighborhood and emma scope come give you you know what i'm saying five six million dollars to talk the shit that you're talking that why would I go make a positive record, you know what I'm saying, when this is what they giving the money out for? So it's just right. a perpetual thing and that's why, you know, in the entertainment game I'm a strong proponent of um making your own route, like, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what people all, all the people that are great made their own way. They didn't hop in and, you know what I'm saying, do what everybody else is doing. And and I, I think it is time for a, a positive rejuvenation in in hip hop, you ain't gotta. That, that's one of the reasons when we were little, I like Will Smith so much. He would yeah. rap, it'd be bumping. But there was like, a whole, you know, recently that there was an interview on Drink Champs. I'm not mm-hmm. even gonna say his name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you still but not rocking with the guy. He was talking shit about the backpack rappers, but the backpack rappers wasn't talking about killing nobody. Right. You know what I'm saying? I they mean, but honestly, about- honestly, well, if you listen, when you really listen to the hip hop back in the day, and I know we talk shit all the time, but it was pure. The thing about them, they was even NWA. I was just talking about talking to talking about this to somebody like they were considered gangster rappers, but they were activists. Mm-hmm. Like they were they yeah. weren't like talking they about just, killing each other. They, they were, were no nonsense. Fuck the police. Yeah. They were right. talking about real issues. Mm-hmm. Right. And because these white people labeled them gangster rappers because they real vulgar with what they're saying and getting that point across, but they're still trying to make a difference. Um <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you got the even KRS one, like all those guys was dropping knowledge. Tribe mm-hmm. Call, all those guys was dropping knowledge. Like, mm-hmm. if you really listen to the music, yeah. And the thing about hip hop, like, cause like once again, I like gangster. It's room for gangster rap, but yeah. I would tell people like, it's so many people out here. I see it firsthand every day, trying to be a gangster rapper, and they not no gangster. Mm-hmm. Like that's the it's like I like if you a gangster ass dude and you want to go in the studio and lay some gangster ass shit. But if you, but, but I, I never understood if you really living that life, why would you want to go? Live why do you want but, people to know? But, but, but why are you bringing is, attention? Like to once it? again, y'all forgetting about the hip hop <laughs> is built on competition, yeah. show off, and ideally, I think the violence part comes in from it, 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 it's a bad shoot off of the competition. Like you right. know what I'm saying. So I, I think once you look at what the essence of hip hop is, you have to understand why things are like they are. It's almost like having a child and not telling it no and then it getting mm-hmm. grown and you like nah it's gonna look at you like you're crazy it's mm-hmm. kind of like you know so i i think we just gotta be careful with you know what i'm saying what comes with the entertainment game and, and letting people know like yo like once again this is, is entertainment like let's keep it on tracks like you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying but like once again people have real life beef like you know what i'm saying that creeps into you know some A other whole stuff thing. but so, it like but to, the, to go back to the verses it was even good to see like Niggas fault, got it off their chest, and he came out and apologized, and they just kept the show moving. Like they, they kept the show Swiss going. Swiss was like, "Y'all want the other half of this money? Y'all oh, better make it right." He, he was heated because yeah. he was mad that they was taking forever to come out. Yeah, he was saying was they paid right. them so much money. Like, yeah, he was like, "Man, y'all ain't made this much money in years. We done paid y'all for ten shows." Juicy J was right. throwing the money out. Oh, when they when the that's well, what I well, seen they talking about money. bone like. Juicy J paid for for Juicy J. He right. make that type of music, so you got to expect. He that, makes you know, that kind of music, yeah. and he makes that kind of money. These are yeah. Grammy winning yeah, artists. Your you your price is not the same price after you win a Grammy. Bone don't have no Grammys. They should, but I don't know. They don't I, act like it. They people, was acting like I, I they some, see, they see, people niggas, don't realize man. how Bone had a great run, but it wasn't long. And that no, music same. doesn't age well. I mean, they like you. Are you really gonna be listening to? Bum, 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 I mean, you got first of the month. Yeah, I'm about yeah, to say, that, they got some classics because of what it is. Like that is rugged bone. That's Thuggish always Ruggish, gonna be. You got the notorious, but the, uh, they the notorious thugs. Yeah, but they, those they are the songs we want to hear. Crossroads. The other forty songs they have that sound just like those three. Yeah. I don't want to hear those. Yeah. And then one thing, you had to be a, a super bone fan to. But the crowd, yeah. you gotta also understand they were in LA. And but, Bone Thugs yeah. got brought out by Eazy E. So yeah. they were more relatable. Mm-hmm. The the Three Six Mafia is a down south, yeah. dirty mm-hmm. south act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so 
the crowd wasn't as engaged, mm -hmm. but record numbers, oh, yeah. 3-6 got that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know any of those. I knew those songs that you mm -hmm. said, mm -hmm. but I knew all the Juicy J songs, mm -hmm. but I'm a huge Juicy J fan. And, and then not only when it comes to 3-6 Mafia, not only do you have Juicy J, but like each of these guys delve off into their own career and had hits. Like when yeah. you look at Project Pat, when you look at Crunchy Black, when you look at like all these other guys. Project like, Pat. Yeah, he came Project out. Project Pat I, came he was, out. He was with 3-6 Mafia? Yeah. He, like, was, he, was, he, he was, was, Juicy J produced his album. He, he's, in, he's in the camp, yeah. Okay. But he was okay. never signed to, to that record label. Okay. But he, but I think he's like Juicy J's stepbrother or something. Yeah, like once again, they all family. Like, you know what I'm Saying. so it was one of those things to where like the way they came up like everything just happened to be in and like point. you say memphis is small they bought an eight ball mjg i yeah. saw that so it's real family well and it really the only person memphis don't if we like that is your Gotti. like mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and he's a memphis great but like your Gotti is notorious for not getting along with nobody in mm -hmm. memphis and then you see like you'll see three six mafia young Dolph. you'll see you know what i'm saying three six mafia and everybody else in memphis but like you know, it's, yeah, they it's do have Grammys. Yeah, they got they got oh, they got Grammys. best best rap performance by duo or group in 1991, and in 2011, they got the best solo performance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just certain certain niggas make it out the hood, and they still it ain't it. They still go back. Like, <laughs> they still go back. Like that's oh, yeah. one that's one thing I do notice about, again about Cleveland people. You know, I went to Ohio State with a lot of Cleveland people. Mm -hmm. They had graduate and they going right back to Cleveland. Yeah. Like they cool with they living in Cleveland, off. like but and Cleveland is man. I went to Cleveland probably like once or twice. Man, it's so it's like gray up there. It's cloudy. Is it, it north of Cincinnati? No, nah, it's north. It's super north. You sound like uh, it's Joe closer Kim. to. Um, you sound like Joe Kim Noah. Who wants to go on vacation? Yeah, in Cleveland? that shit crazy. It's, it's <laughs> Cleveland ain't far from uh, New York. It's closer to New York than. Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Way. It's like by Youngstown and all that. Okay, it's all the way north Ohio. Wow. Like Lake Erie, it's up by Michigan. Lake Erie is, you can see Lake Erie from up there. You know, wow. we from the South, we ain't good with all that geography up there. I'm right? from the North, but I, I just, like, my Ohio knowledge is, like, I go to Pennsylvania and I turn around. I don't know. Yeah, right, Pennsylvania right there. Yeah, okay. ain't too far from Cleveland. That's all up north. Oh, okay. Cincinnati, we the, we the outcast of Ohio. Yeah, really? Because we all the way at the bottom. Like they look at us as the South. They call us country and all that. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm looking now. I'm looking at Cincinnati like it's a bustling. You know what I'm saying? No, it is. We definitely it's three big cities: Cincinnati, Cleveland, Columbus. But Where's Akron in there? That's up by Cleveland. Everything is up by Cleveland. The only okay. thing about us is Dayton. It's okay. Dayton, Cincinnati. Then oh, there's Akron. Akron is by is Cincinnati. Nah, Dayton is. Okay, I got you. Oh, Everything Ohio is pretty big. Yeah, everything else is up north. Oh, wow. Look how far Cleveland is from Columbus. About an hour and a half. Oh, Columbus okay. is the middle part. Okay. From Cincinnati to Cleveland. I got oh, some yeah. Friends. I got some friends in the state. Cleveland is not far yeah. from Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's up north. It's far. Yo. It's by know, Canada. We need to go to Ohio. We got a project, <coughs> Jay Black. We're going to talk about it. Everybody from Ohio is light-skinned. So. <laughs> <laughs> Out of nowhere, <laughs> when his friend came, and I was sitting at the table with them, and I just kept looking back and forth, and I was like, "Are all the niggas in Ohio like that?" <laughs> this is so prejudiced. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all right, y'all, we gonna wrap it up. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, ctd underscore atl. Follow, like our page on Facebook, connecting the dots. If y'all want to tell them y'all Instagram or anything, let me know. Innovative Black Station, make sure you follow Jay Black's page. He also has our sister show. Tell them what's going on with that. Black on, Black on, we yes. wrapped up, right before Thanksgiving, we wrapped up season three. So right now, we're just in the process of working it before we, we, we start uh, working on the next season. Just building on that. Uh, for connecting the dots, if anybody want to advertise, we definitely we need to hit some of the black owned group people up to advertise yeah. on the show and have yeah. them come on yeah, like once a month or something. We got advertising slots, so if anybody interested in that, of course we got so Mississippi Candle, but you know we we, we looking to expand. It's a new year coming. We coming up on five years. Yeah, nice, so, nice. yeah, we looking to expand. So make sure you check out So Mississippi Candles. Um, you want to give them the address where they can look on order them for sure uh everybody's on the so mississippi.com that is s-e-a-u-x-m-s.com 
Uh, make sure to get your orders in before the holidays so we can get them to you in nice, proper fashion so you don't have to sweat before the holidays. Make sure everybody get their gift. Um, but, yeah, go check us out. Um, we got a few surprises coming up for y'all soon on the site. So, yeah, you know, yes, sure I love a surprise. We'll try to keep the quality coming for you guys. And shout out. And when they, um, I see you guys, Alpha, when is our Founders Day? What, yesterday? Yeah, so shout Alpha Fire Fraternity Incorporated, yeah. you know, founded December 4th, 1906. Yesterday was December 4th. So, shout out to all my frat brothers out here doing good work, you know, for the frat, you know. Uh, we, you know, once again, you know, it's a celebration, you know. Nice. Um, shout out, shout out, shout, shout out. Y'all the oldest, them. right? Huh? Y'all yeah. the oldest? Yeah. Out of the Divine Nine, yeah, yeah we yeah. were, you know, first. The first founding. Yeah, so, you know. Well, congratulations to you guys. Um, we will see you all on our next episode. Make sure you check us out. Peace. Peace.